This is professional wrestling legend, downtown Bruno. Hi, this is Sassy Steffi. Hi, this is Leva Bates. This is Dustin Five Star. And Maria. And you're listening to... And you are listening... And you're you're listening listening to to the Oversell Podcast. It is episode 36, and we are talking to the product, David Starr, and talking about the Slammy Awards. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I am Mike. No Dan this week, just me and Mike running duo. Can't say running solo. Yeah. Because that would sound stupid, kind of like the Lone Rangers. But that fit perfectly I, for them. I guess. But that, when you have Adam Sandler and Steve Buscemi in a band, I mean, yeah. you can call yourselves what? We just went on an Airheads tangent. Hell yeah. That's weird. <laughs> we can do what we want. <laughs> Our listeners will appreciate it. Well, folks, we are here to talk a little professional wrestling, not airheads with Adam Sandler, Brendan Fraser, and Chris Farley, and Steve Buscemi, Steve Buscemi, and Ernie Hudson. We asked—that's twice yeah. in an episode. What is going on? Anyway, let's get some quick plugs out of the way before we get doing what we do. Uh, the website is oversellpodcast dot com. Twitter account at oversellpodcast. If you go to oversellpodcast dot com, use that Amazon link to do all your Amazon shopping. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a little. It's on the line of Christmas shopping. I mean, last minute, last get it done, last last minute. No more chances. Maybe to get it by Christmas Eve. No, you're done. You're probably not. You know, but you know what? For that day, the day days after Christmas, go do your shopping there. Just call it a New Year's present. Just call it a oh crap, I forgot something else, and you're going to get it after Christmas present. Just. Blame it on the post. Just service. go buy stuff. <laughs> Just shop, shop, shop until you drop, drop, drop at oversellpodcast.com. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at oversellpodcast. I am at Shropnuts, S C H R O E P N U T S. At WolfMike23. And be sure one dangerous Dan for Dan. We'll go ahead and plug his Twitter for you. Yeah, him. might as well. Also, Facebook.com slash oversellpodcast. Check us out there, too. And just go buy stuff on the Amazon links. Yeah. We need money. This stuff ain't free. We like money. We well, any money you spend at the on the uh, Amazon link will go back into this podcast. And there's no extra fees, hidden fees, or anything like that. We just get a small commission on any sale made. Mike, Derek, the Slammys sucked. Slammys have always sucked. Uh, it, no, no. When it was its own show, I, back when, did they ever do it before WrestleMania? That I don't remember. I know that I remember at some point they made it their I could own. Google it, but you know, yeah, I don't think it's that my, important. My, my internet's not. It's for some reason <laughs> it's shaky tonight, so we're lucky we have the chat room going and on Mixler with Kevin Sloan and my buddy George. My both my buddies, Kevin and George, we're all Bucks brethren. Yay! But uh, man, I, I can remember like when the days when Owen won multiple Slammys. It was its own show. Yeah. It. it uh. It, I I just remember. You know, Owen in a tux, going up and stealing someone's slammy. I remember X-Pac in a tux worrying about he was going to get most embarrassing award <laughs> for being put in a diaper. Uh, yeah, but, man, it needs to be its own show. And if you if you don't want to put it on, like, USA or anything like that, you have the WWE you have Network. the network. Put it on there. Because this week's Raw, to me, was boring. <laughs> Um, that was all right. The Slammy Awards, I'm going to flat out say it, they're rigged. And I don't have a problem with them being rigged because it's pro wrestling. Right. I have a problem with them being rigged and saying it's based off a fan vote. Right. Because that's utter bullshit. You, there's no way in hell, no way in hell with the Usos, who one of them was, one or both have been hurt pretty much all year long. Should win for like six months or something. Yeah, should win tag team of the year over the new day. Yeah, the most over tag team on your roster, and the Usos are going to win tag team of the year. Come on, man! It's ridiculous. Neville winning breakout superstar of the year. 
Well, do we, do we want to go through yeah, let's, the list of them sure. and, and complain about each one individually yes. instead of just going off memory? Yeah, and you know what? Some of them, you know, I'm not going to complain about too much because I thought not all of them were extremely bad. Those are just the two that stick out of my mind. But right. yeah, let's. All right, we got the tell me you didn't just say that moment of the year. Winner, Brock Lesnar coined Suplex City. Okay. That makes sense. That makes I, sense. I can understand it's a that. stupid award. Yeah. But that one, I, I can I agree with that one. Celebrity moment of the year. Stephen Amell dies on a Stardust at SummerSlam. I can't think of any other celebrity moments this year anyway. Kevin Owens power bombs Machine Gun Kelly off the stage. Oh. John Stewart gets involved in Cena's oh, match. The, the, Stu- the Stewart thing. That that was that was a big one. Yeah. But, yeah, Stephen Amell, I, can, I, I get that one, too. Because that was the only one out of all these that was actually promoted. Like, you knew he was in the match. I mean, right. everything else just kind of people showed up. Right. So, uh, hashtag of the year, Suplex City. Of course. Save the Tables would have been another good one. but Yeah, yeah. RKO, RKO out of nowhere was that sh- huge. Th- yeah, that, that should have won. But I think it's probably because Suplex City was more recent. Yeah, so but if, if it but was truly voted on by the fans, and yeah. then yeah. yeah, hey, Cena gets his own category: best John Cena U.S. Open Challenge. <laughs> Cena versus Cesaro. Yeah. Okay. I uh, Kevin Owens. Actually, he wasn't on the list. Kevin Owens. For the. You know what he met? They met in a pay per view. He never really answered. Yeah, a it, challenge. it wasn't the actual challenge on Raw. Uh, one that you were just talking about the tag team of the year the Usos which I just I just cannot believe that the fans you can you can tell me that you know it's kids that are voting on this thing anyway well that's right there are more people with smartphones that are teenage to that are New Day fans. That are New... As yeah. opposed to little kids that are Uso fans. Yeah, George in the chat room says, I no longer think the tag team award was rigged after reading the Facebook comments. A majority of the comments were people who still believe kayfabe is real. Yeah. I'd like to meet those people. Double cross of the year. Damian Mizdow eliminates Miz from the Andre the Giant long title match thing. Um, you know, I'm quite shocked pe- that people still believe or still remember remember Mizdow or Sandow. Yeah. Cuz he disappeared after that. Yeah. Again. He, well, if you want to see him just watch up up down down, he's on there all the time. He is their resident wipe rapper. I think there was a spotting of him on SmackDown this week in some backstage segment, but he was on TV. Best original WWE Network original. That was the actual name. Job Vince. <laughs> Stone Cold Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris Jericho does a good show too, but yeah. that one with Stone Cold and Vince, I think like he got heat on that because he was actually actually asking hard questions. Yeah. It's like, well, what did you want Stone Cold to come on and do? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why you get Stone Cold. That's right. That's right. And then apparently that's why they switched to Jericho for a couple is because they could <laughs> they can control Jericho <laughs> yeah, more than yeah. Stone Cold. Uh, rivalry of the year, Taker and Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can yeah. see it. Yeah, looking at the other ones, that's well. They're going to put weaker. What I mean, this is this is another way of them putting the matches they want up. Oh yeah, by putting in weaker things to where. Oh yeah, of course I'm going to vote for this. Breakout star of the year, Neville. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Let's get into it. Okay, so you say you're telling me WWE that this isn't rigged it's not i mean if it just it i know they knew who was going to win who they wanted to win because right. you don't have kevin owens come out instantly after the award is given and cut a, promo, and cut a yeah. promo come on man we're, we're not that dumb don't yeah exactly <laughs> and the way around it would be the way around it would be saying like yes these were voted on by wwe alumni and current superstars don't 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 piss on my head and tell me it's raining, and because that's what the WWE is doing with these slammies. Because if the fans are voting, Owens easy yeah easy e- yeah, and especially in the category with Neville, Charlotte, Tyler Breeze, and Braun Strowman. 
I mean, <laughs> there's no way in hell. I mean, what has and and Neville is awesome. I love Neville. Yeah, I'm not taking anything no, away from Neville. Be, but what has he done to be a breakout superstar? Yeah. What has he won? Kevin Owens. He's done the Red Arrow a lot successfully. Kevin Owens came onto the roster his first pay-per-view match and beat the most over superstar in the WWE in the past 15 years. And that's basically what he said on Raw. <laughs> Why would you, you know, it's it it's insane. It's insane to say, well, he really hasn't done anything. He's won the Intercontinental title, and I thought he had a good run with it. Yeah. Sucks that they took it off of him in or at um the last pay-per-view at TLC. He's beaten John Cena. On his debut, yeah, not many wrestlers can say that. You know, one of the la- last time I can remember that happening, a wrestler coming in and beating Sean Cena in their debut was Carlito. Carlito. Kind of crazy, huh? For the U.S. title. That's the last time I can remember that happening. I could be wrong, but that's the last time that's I a, remember. Yeah, that's the last time I remember. I mean, Brock Lesnar doesn't count because he was returning. Right. I mean, these were fresh guys that we hadn't seen wrestle yet on And TV. actually, when Brock Lesnar returned, Cena won that first match. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then Lesnar whooped him at Extreme Rules, right? Yeah, I think I think Cena won Extreme Rules, but and, ever since then, and then Brock he's lost. Brock took him to Suplex City. Yeah, okay. So that's my. I just no. This is not. I'm not attacking Neville in any way possible. Yeah, no I, disrespect to Neville. He's got. He he's an amazing wrestler. The Red Arrow is one of the best move, best high flying moves in wrestling today, and. <laughs> It's just to think that fans voted on this and Kevin Owens was not your winner. Okay, internet is screwing up, but I can see the LOL moment of the year. Stupid award. Stupid, but it, it was a funny thing. When our truth thinking he was in Money in the Bank. Right. When everybody came out and was, you know, in Money in the Bank, I'm going to win all this, blah, blah. And then our truth comes out and everybody's like, you know, what are you doing out here? <laughs> yeah. You're not in the match. You're not in the match. You sure? <laughs> I'm positive. All right, that's on me, y'all. My bad. I wish he would go back to being crazy again. Crazy R-Truth was one of the best characters in the past couple of years. Little Jimmy was over. Little Jimmy was over. That that episode where he comes out dressed as a Civil War soldier is one of the funniest things <laughs> I have ever seen. And he, when he talked about spiders and the stuff spiders. like that, that was great. Uh, let's see. We got the, OMG. the OMG shocking moment of the year. Just caught. Why not? Uh, I don't know. Why do you? I don't know why you have to give these awards these dumbass names. But Kalisto, Salida del Sol, through the ladder. And you know that's that's like the oh my god moment, and that happened like two, three weeks. Right. Ago. And what was his? Does it say what the competition was for that award? Uh, Seth Rollins cashing in Money in the Bank at WrestleMania. Uh, Wyatt family attacking and carrying out Undertaker at Hell in a Cell. Brock Lesnar F5s Michael Cole during the Rampage after WrestleMania. And Sheamus cashes in Money in the Bank. Uh, Man, for shocking moment, I think Seth Rollins cashing in was the best in making a three-way and actually beating Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar in a match to win. And it's, it's the, the way they labeled... Or, or name this one. Yeah. If it would have just been the oh my god moment of the year, Callisto, easy. Yeah. But it was oh my god, shocking moment. Right. I it was. You knew when they were up there on the ladder, it wasn't going to be that shocking. They were right. going to do a big spot. But it was shocking that Seth Rollins comes out, cashes in during the match at WrestleMania. Right. Superstar of the year, Seth Rollins. I don't really have any complaint about that yeah he's been injured it, the last couple months but it was his year though yeah i, I can agree with that one and, and that when, and he, when he ran off the list of things that he did that that I cemented mean, it for me you know? he he's been a fantastic heel yep he wasn't booked strongly as a champion but that's not his fault he but he gave he, he took he, what they he gave ran with it. Yeah, yeah he ran with everything that they gave him and i this has been the year of seth rollins yeah i have no problem with that one me neither and that was supposedly the entire WWE roster was up for. Yeah, and you know, why would you have this not be your last award you give out? Yeah. This I've... is the superstar of the year. The superstar of the year. Yeah, see? It's because they didn't have that queued <laughs> oh. up. So they, they couldn't find it. So like, just throw it on now and we'll see. The... You know, Vince actually called me. Really? He said, hey, 
you want to come on and present the Slammys next year? Said Vince, man, I'm sorry. I can't do I, it. I think they suck. I that, think it's going to hurt the podcast. If you, if you do a special on the network, I'll be on, but I just can't. I mean, I need Mike and Dan with me. And right now, we're it's just we're, it's not the place we're going to be at. But maybe maybe year after next, if you fix it. Yeah, and I think it would hurt the podcast. He said, yeah, "Okay, ratings." Well, I'm sending you some burritos. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Asian porn? <laughs> and I'm going to send you some Asian porn. And speaking of which, the hero in us all. And, and so, <laughs> I don't even know what the hell this is. Well, I mean, it's it's. It's an award. I mean, it's just giving props to what they do outside. Of right, wrestling, right. And it really doesn't matter who wins this award. Just keep doing what you're doing. Right. Surprise return of the year. Sting. When he posed as I Seth Rollins c- statue. Mm, okay. Other ones were Jericho joining forces with Reigns and Ambrose at Night of Champions. The Dudley Boys. I think that was... Okay. That would have been a bigger surprise. Del Rio, that was a huge surprise. <laughs> Nobody saw that coming. <laughs> George in the chat room says, Vince doesn't know half his wrestlers' names. <laughs> <laughs> Titus O'Neil? Who is that guy? Why? Why? You mean people like this Titus O'Neil character? Man, I'm doing Vince... Gonna yeah, scratch the throat up, yeah. and I, I gotta save it for the product. Derek Stark, I'm not. <laughs> uh, Diva of the year, bring it. This is Nikki Bella. Okay. With, with, with the the Steve Harvey moment. Yeah, that which, you know, I thought they would have waited a year to have done that, but it actually shocked me that they did it <laughs> this quick. <laughs> Nothing is too soon. I don't agree with them. This is another reason how I know it's rigged. No one in their right mind loves Nikki Bella. Yeah. Nobody. Not even John Cena. One person in the world loves Nikki <laughs> Bella, and that's John Cena. And, and what does it say when you make her Diva of the Year when the only reason is that she is a champion is because they wanted to take a record off AJ Lee? Yeah. Which effectively because of their hatred was just for CM, CM Punk. Punk. Exactly. I mean... Kevin in the chat room says she's got a nice rat, guys. And George, I love Nikki Bella in that outfit. That notwithstanding, I mean, yes, the, the, out, the outfit you can use, helped. You can use the argument that, okay, Sasha Banks did all her wrestling on NXT. Right. I can understand that. Paige, I think, has had great matches since she has come onto the main roster right after, was it right after, no, was it last year she debuted? No, she's been there. It was last year after WrestleMania she debuted and beat AJ yeah, for the title. Yeah, it was last. Was it last year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I th- I believe like so. Seems like it's been longer than that now, but yeah. But, I mean, she's she's the one that started this Divas revolution. I mean, no, it would not be as popular as her and the Four Horsewomen in NXT. And do you, do you hear... Do you hear We Want Nikki chants? Never. Fuck no, you don't. Do you hear, we want Brie chants? No, you don't hear no. Brie mode chants. No. You don't hear any of that. You hear, we want Sasha. Sasha has elevated women's wrestling, and I know it's been on NXT, but when the main event of an NXT takeover that happens the weekend of SummerSlam is a match between Sasha Banks and Bayley, and that is your best match all weekend long. All weekend. And it's not just me saying that. It's anyone that watches the product, the people that were at Brooklyn, people all over the world. That w- that's that's probably one of the best matches of the year. Oh yeah, easy. And how and you know I get it's its own brand, but it just doesn't make a damn bit of sense. I mean, I can understand. Like it should have been down easily. Like Nikki Page, Sasha, Charlotte. Yeah, she won the title, but. She's only. It's only been a couple months. I mean, right, she right, right, right. She can't Which, be that. Naomi shouldn't even be in the category. But correct. I guess they just had to fill in because they didn't want to put both Bellas in there. Right. And you know they still aren't using their most effective women's wrestler. Nope. <laughs> Natalia yet. Like there's a glimmer of hope I had for a minute. George in the chat room says every memorable, every memorable women's match this past year has featured Sasha. 
Absolutely. Yeah. But she's not diva of the year material. No. Give me a fucking break. And that's going to lead me into something else that pisses me off. Because I've, I've been discussing some things with people, and there's a term that I've recently just found out that I can't fucking stand. <laughs> okay. IWC. I hate the right. term IWC. There's no fucking thing as the IWC. If you say I that, there. the thing that pisses me off about it is there are two types of fans with wrestling. You're either a WWE fan or you're a pro wrestling fan. Right. Now, I'm going to be stealing some stuff from my friend Fred at uh, the Kayfabe Connection, because, but everything he says is a God's to honest truth. Anytime you argue with a WWE fan and you know you you complain about the product it's like oh you're just a part of the IWC you don't you just want to complain <laughs> in your mama's basement blah 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 no people I sent a tweet out I was arguing with a dude about the IWC and it said what was it before the internet came along was it the water cooler wrestling right fans was it the tape trader wrestling community? The, and, and the water cooler thing's outdated too. I've never stood around a water cooler and talked to anybody about anything. No, I just went to their cubicle. I just go to their cubicle and talk. Maybe I'll have a couple. Water I mean, unless you game. count when we would play football. <laughs> but it just sickens me when someone like, oh, go read your dirt sheets or your blah 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 blah. blah. You're you're not a you. Blah, blah, blah. You just want to complain, 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 complain. There are many other great wrestling companies in the world. Mm-hmm. There's PWG. There's Lucha Underground, which I cannot wait for season two. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. There's Evolve. Progress over the over the pond. Right. There's MEW. There's your local shows. There's I, probably dozens that we've never even heard of. Let me ask you, for those that think like, oh, you just remember the IWC and hate everything. How many times on this show have I complained about an MEW show? None that I know of. None. Not at all. Because they put on an exciting product. It's not stale. It's not. Well, the IWC is turning on Dean Ambrose. Blah, blah, blah. They want him to go away already. Well, I don't have a problem with Dean Ambrose. I think I think he needs to do some stuff in his matches because his matches <laughs> are getting a little bit are repetitive. Repetitive, absolutely. Yeah. Like that move where he... Falls into the <laughs> I know ropes what you're talking about. And comes out and do, hits the clothesline. It's like, come on. And use that to build psychology with your other wrestler. Like, like, oh, my God, he he ducked it, and he's got Dean Ambrose scouted, and blah, 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 right. blah, blah. Yeah. But don't come to me and say just because I, – I said last week that the uh, WWE had a great week. TLC yeah. was a surprisingly good pay-per-view. Um. The Monday Night Raw, Raw after was good. Great. I mean, it surprised the hell out of me seeing a title change on Raw. Did I complain? No, I thought it yeah. three great shows. The NXT, world title change, not just right. a, you know a mid card one. And NXT had an, a, a great show in Europe. Asuka and Emma had a fantastic match. That whole NXT card was great. But yet, I'm I'm a part of the IWC, and I'm just gonna hate and blah 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 blah. And <laughs> I don't live in my mother's basement, folks. I, I I do converse with wrestling on the internet, but when when you use the IWC as a negative connotation just because someone is complaining about what they see on television and WWE, you're a moron. Yeah. Sorry if that offends anybody, but that's just how I feel. <laughs> Sorry if that offends any morons out there. <laughs> Mike, any any thoughts? It's the internet. It's. I mean, people on the internet. What do you call? I sent this tweet out. What do you call someone who complains on the internet about the IWC? No. <laughs> I mean, you're using the internet to complain about the internet wrestling community. It just doesn't make a damn bit of sense. That's just what some people do, though. I mean, that's their only point of being on the internet is so they can. Troll, troll other and complain people. Yeah. and blah blah blah, which trolls are morons too. But you know, it's they can do it on the internet because they're faceless, right? If you got them up in front of a crowd of people, like legit, you know, face to face with people, most of them wouldn't say a damn thing, right? It's just their their easy outlet where they can hide behind their keyboard and not worry about anything else. 
Right. And some people are just I'm assholes. Just, uh, well, and, and I'm just, I, I hate, I hate that whenever you bring up legit complaints about the WWE, instantly you're just, oh, you're just a member of the IWC, and George says they're called Total Diva Viewers. <laughs> 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 it just doesn't, I, I don't know. But But part of it is also knowing that going into it. Just can't give a shit. Right. You, know, you can't worry about what other people think about you on the internet because yeah, they're I'm only not. there just well, to I'm not worried anyway. about. I, I, I've gotten, I had a bad altercation with CM Punk. I'm not <laughs> worried about what the hell people think about me. You know, he says he makes more money than me. Well, surprise, <laughs> asshole. I'm not a fucking professional wrestler that wrestled for the biggest company in the world. I'm You're, getting paid by UFC for a year and a half before your first <laughs> For fight. not doing anything <laughs> except going to some Q&As or whatever. But Although that... That is going to be a huge pay per view when I, whenever he is on there. I when it, I'm ho- I'm rooting for CM Punk. I yeah. like CM Punk. CM Punk recognize re- CM Punk. Uh, what's the word? Represents. You know the different person and everyone. Right. You know, and you know it's funny that these characters that represents the best part about wrestling don't get shit. Like Kevin Owens is, you know, he's a heavier guy, but you know what? He can go out there and out work. A lot of guys half his size. That's Absolutely. why. That's why I like him so much. Yeah, he's more like me. He doesn't have that Vince McMahon ideal. Right. He's not know, physique. He's not John Cena. He's not Hulk Hogan. He's right. not anything like that. He's he's Vader. Yeah. He's he's like a wrestling fan that made. I it. mean, Stone Cold. You got Stone Cold, the blue collared guy. Everyone related to Stone Cold because who wants to punch? Who doesn't want to punch their <laughs> boss in the face sometimes? Kevin Owens is like most of the people in the IWC. Is oh, what yeah. I assume. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> That's how we all are. We're just fat guys in our our t-shirts and our gym shorts complaining about wrestling, even though we're going to other wrestling shows that are better and not complaining about them. Yeah. It's the WWE apologists that I have a problem with. I mean, you, it's okay to to not complain or to complain about something and, and as long as you're not getting personal about it, as long as you're not you know, insulting someone's religion or right. race or anything like I mean, that. The whole thing is it's okay to share your opinions. That's right. That's right. And their opinions, they're going to be different right. than everybody not, else's. Not everybody's going to agree, but it doesn't mean that person is wrong just because you don't agree with them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So let's just all get along, people, I guess is what the point I'm trying to make. I mean, yeah. Just internet. And, be nice. And uh, I highly recommend, I'm starting to do it uh, this next year. I'm going to be even better about watching other promotions like new japan i really want to get into new japan mm-hmm. nakamura i heard i've heard nothing but great things i started watching nakamura some matches awesome started watching some matches by this guy and fred at the at kayfabe connection got me watching have you heard of um zach saber jr no dude you would love zach saber jr he is technical wrestling at its best man Transition holds. He's got some awesome just wrestling holds. I mean, it's just wrestling. And he is awesome. Sweet. And it, he, I think he works with Evolve. Or either that or Progress. One of the two. But I'm going to I'm gonna watch more New Japan this year. I'm definitely not going to miss out on Lucha Underground Season 2. Because right. Rey Mysterio is going to be in Lucha Underground. Yeah. And that's going to be good. Jo- you know, they made Johnny Mundo look extremely good. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's what happens when you put some faith into your talent, WWE. I mean, Johnny Johnny Morrison, did he was he a bad mic worker? Yes. Yeah. That can be taught. But, you know, hide your weaknesses and exploit your strengths. He's highly energetic, very, very good flyer, you know, just very, the very athletic. The athleticism is yeah. out, you know, yeah, yeah. off the charts. And that's it's funny how these other promotions um, get that out of people that the WWE can't. Like PWG, I think Sammy Callahan is going back there. You know who Sammy Callahan is, don't you? Name's familiar. F- formerly Solomon Crow. Okay, yeah, H- yeah. He's going back to PWG. Um, and they, I hear they have a big show coming up. I don't have any details on it right now. Uh, but uh, I've, I'm, like I said, this next year, I'm going to be focused on more pro wrestling. as not just the WWE because, right? You know, I just. George says Mike work can't be taught, but it can be managed. And that's that's absolutely yeah, agree. Yeah. Like Roman Reigns, the less he talks, I think the better. Absolutely. You know, I loved it when he was with the Shield. He had few words, and that was it. Believe that. 
No, well, not that even that. was it. The very first interview is like, when I got something to say, I'll say it. Don't worry. Yeah. That's all. And, and it made him look like such a badass. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break. Um, Do we want to finish the last couple here? Oh, are there more slammies? The This is awesome moment of the year. Rock and Ronda Rousey. WrestleMania. That yeah. was... You know, it's funny that half the awards they gave out, people weren't there for. Yep. And then match of the year, Undertaker and Brock at Hell in a Cell. I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that one. No. I mean, well, it was it, a great it, match, but... I mean, what was his competition? Cena, the triple threat, Cena, Lesnar, and Rollins at Royal Rumble. Sting and Triple H, WrestleMania. Cena, Kevin Owens... At Elimination Chamber, Reigns versus Ziggler versus Owens versus Del Rio on Raw. I think the triple threat from Royal Rumble should have won the, because that match was badass. Or honestly, you know the first Cena Owens match. That was a great match, a very good match. Or if you wanted to go truthfully, you could have said Sasha and yeah, Bailey. Well, that's that's de facto winner of the year, to me. I mean, there was no. I mean, it's kind of disgraceful that that wouldn't even an option. Is, are, is NXT going to get its own slammies? They need to do something yeah. to give recognition to that. To and how many of those matches were Sasha Bailey? Yep, exactly, George. Yeah. Well, we're is there any more any more dumb awards uh, we need to talk about? Hopefully not. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to be joined by the product, David. Star, stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast, and joining us now is the product, David Starr. David, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me on. I love my entrance song, and <laughs> the problem with loving your entrance song, uh, and and I was just saying that this came to my mind right before when you uh, when you guys were playing it for me before, and I was just thinking about how much I love that song but I'm not allowed to like that song in front of anybody else because well, otherwise I just think like I'm really into myself. People <laughs> 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 think I'm a dick or something like that, but it's just like I really like the song. And you're always like if I'm riding in my, in my car or like from a show to another show or just riding back with a bunch of the guys and then I have my, my like iTunes for my phone playing throughout the car and then all of a sudden my entrance song, the fucking Joan Jet or the Joan Jet song, just comes on out of nowhere, and I really like it, and I want to hear it, but I can't and put everybody up. Otherwise, I look like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate it. I hate it. So, do you tell people to be on the lookout for you just rocking out, going down the interstate? Oh, uh, it's so it's it's a really good song, and I'm I'm a big fan of Joan Jet, so. <laughs> So it just sucks that I'm not allowed to like like it in front of other people. <laughs> <laughs> well, what got you into pro uh, wrestling as a, a when you were younger? Or what made you a fan of professional wrestling before you started wrestling? Um, I mean, what I don't what was attractive. I guess there's two different ways to think of the question. It's like literally, how did I get into wrestling? Was because my stepdad was a huge wrestling fan when he was a kid, and he was trying to find any my stepdad yet it was just hating my mom and uh he was kind of trying to get to know me and my brother and stuff so he was trying to attach in some way so he brought out the fact that he was a wrestling fan so we got wrestlemania 12 and i watched uh bret hart versus Shawn michaels in the iron man match and i thought that was like the greatest thing ever um I don't know why, when I was five years old, I thought a 60-minute Iron Man match was the best thing ever. Meanwhile, like, Gold Dust and Roddy Piper on that same pay-per-view, like, had, like, a hardcore match that traveled all around, and there were, like, trash cans and stuff. Like, why wouldn't I be attached to that? I don't know. But it was Sean and Brett. And um, I just became, like, a huge wrestling fan. And then I guess what attracted me to it 
uh, as far as why did I like it. I think it just seemed real, and I enjoyed the competitive part of it. And it was kind of like my first exposure to, real, to sports, really, in general. So I really, really loved it. Um, and that's how I became a wrestling fan. Well, who were some of the guys that, like, you, um, you and your stepdad, did, were there any wrestlers that you both just thought were the best? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We uh, So he he loved wrestling from when he was a kid, like I said before, and then I saw that, and then I was in love with wrestling from that moment on. And then we went to a, uh, a local mall and went to the RF video stores and got all of these old tapes, like all the ones that um, my stepdad, Bill, that he had – that he what he used to watch, we got tapes of it. So I used to, so I kind of grew up with the wrestling, obviously through the Attitude Era and stuff, which was great. Both WCW and uh, WWE. I wasn't allowed to watch ECW, even though because I, I would stay up real late and sneak <laughs> watch it uh, on like <laughs> volume two. And uh, but those were all great. But I kind of grew up on the old wrestling. Uh, like my both of our favorites of all time is Superstar Billy Graham. Nice. That's uh, nice. kind of our number one guy. Just love Superstar Billy Graham. Um, but yeah, but I grew up with Superstar and Bruno and Dusty and Flair and Magnum TA and Nikita Koloff and uh, like all that stuff, the Von Erichs. And I grew up watching all that stuff. Even Bachwinkle. Like I watched Bachwinkle and Henning, and I thought that was like, like the best thing ever. Um, yeah, so I kind of grew up with the old school stuff while also – being swung into the era of Stone Cold and the Rock, so it was really awesome. Wow! And those, there's just nothing like those old territory days. We're down here in Memphis, Tennessee, and oh, cool. We are. I mean, there's at one point, you know, 70s, 80s, early 90s, where it was just such a hotbed for professional wrestling and seeing guys come in like that. And so it's cool to hear um, younger wrestlers get to talk about old AWA stuff and. Oh, it's great! I like, I love. I think Nick Bockwinkle is like the most underrated guy ever. He's, I think, he's probably the the greatest AWA champion ever. Yeah. Um, I'd go. With, I'd, go I'd go with Kurt Hennig too because I think you know he never won a WWE heavyweight title. I don't even think he won a WCW heavyweight title. He might have been WCW heavyweight champ. I feel like that got thrown around enough to where. <laughs> oh yeah. You would think if David Arquette held a belt, then Kurt Hennig would have had it too. I don't even mean that disrespectfully because I think the people that won it deserve to win it. But other than David Arquette, um, but <laughs> I, I think that um, like it was being. It, I thought the heavyweight title was so much more protected before that era. You know what I mean? Oh yes, yeah. Yes. They didn't just give it to anybody. Um, and then it got to the point where it seemed like everyone who deserved it would get the run. But it's like Jake Roberts never had any run at all with anything. And he didn't need it. So, like, people nowadays, for whatever reason, think you have to get a certain title run, I guess, to legit, which is so dumb. But um, that's why I'm saying, like, everyone who got it deserved it. But just because you deserve it doesn't mean you get it. And that's what it used to be, like, back in the day. And then it got to where they were giving the people who deserved it. And then it got to the point where they were giving the world title to uh, people just to, like, to show they were legit. Like, they built to that. I think, what, didn't Sheamus win the Ruby title in 90 days? Mm. And, then, like, Swagger all of a sudden was world champ. And all these guys just debut and they kind of yeah. win titles. Um yeah, but that was on so SmackDown, so it doesn't count anyway. <laughs> I said uh, that was on SmackDown, so you know no one probably saw it anyway. I'm just, I, I kid, I, I kid, I kid, I kid. Well, when did when did you start training? Uh, I started training in uh, 2012. Well, like, I guess I I went into the ring to train one time uh, in December of 2011. And then I started training full time like the second week of January 2012 is when I started going full time. Who were who were some of the folks that you trained with, or who trained you? I guess. Uh, Samu in Hawaii. Um, he was one of the head trainers. Hey, head trainer Samu. Um, also, when they were the Samoan SWAT team and stuff like and all that, he was also Wild Samoan number three. Mm-hmm. Um, I trained with him with the Wild Bone Training Center in Allentown. Samu was my trainer. Um, I was also trained by uh, 
Tommy Swade when I was there. Um, and then I ended up going to CZW and DJ Hyde tr- helped train me too, along with Masada, uh, Drew Gulak. And then I, and I get, I have, uh, someone else I kind of lump in with my, my trainer would be, uh, would be Adam Cole, who's like just a mentor to me. Wow. Oh yeah. Well, what was it? I got, what was it like working with Adam Cole? Cause he is a hell of a worker. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to wrestle him once. Uh, and it was actually when we were over in Australia together. And that match is on YouTube. Uh, I, I we, we had a good match, so he was good. But, like, I wish I could do it now uh, because I, I was so much better than I was then. And then I'm sure I'll listen back on this and be like, man, I sucked then. I'm so much better than I was, you know, in, like, two years or something. I'll be like, man, I sucked two years ago. Um, but that's kind of how I look at myself in the match with Adam that I had. Um but working with him as far as, like, just talking to him and getting his advice and his critiques and his feedback, like, he's awesome. Uh, he's probably – he's up there with, like, for a competition of nicest guys in professional wrestling. Uh, there's not a single person that dislikes Adam Cole. Um, he's the man, and he is – he's just the man. Like, every, every single thing, he's good at it. And if you don't like Adam Cole, I don't think you understand professional wrestling. Who else have you worked with? <laughs> Um, he was, he was, he was great. He's great, man. Who are some other, uh, names that you've worked with? That... The names that I've worked with? I've yeah. been like, um, uh, well, I guess like famous people <laughs> or whatever. Or like, I mean, you know, like, just whoever you had memorable matches with that, I mean, you really just stick out in your mind. Uh, I mean, I think I, I learned something from, from a lot of my matches that I did. I, um, I really learned... I, I just learned uh, I, I did really well work uh, working with Sammy Callahan. I did really well working with Masada. Um, then they, I pulled stuff from that. Um, something else I really I really learned from. Uh, obviously, I've learned so much from my matches with Li4K and stuff like that. They're uh, you know uh, Jake and Dave just they're awesome, and I learned so much from them. Um, Eddie Edwards was someone who really stood out to where like, I really learned when I wrestled him because um, Eddie's so good. He's like, he's the best. Uh, but I had a match against him and I, I had known him from before. Like we were, we were uh, familiar with each other and we'd like hung out once. Um, and I was, and I got booked against him and I was so excited because Eddie Edwards is awesome. And I was so pumped to finally wrestle him. And so we see each other there and we were given 20 minutes. And we were the first match. Um, and then Eddie was like, and Eddie said, oh, that's kind of a lot of time for the first match. And I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, I, I'm really happy because I'm really excited to work with you and everything. Um, and then I had all these ideas. I was like, I want to do this for the match. I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And then uh, Eddie um, Eddie was like, dude, we don't need to do that much. And then I kind of said, I was like, it's a big match. It's kind of like my first big singles match. Mm-hmm. Um with somebody like when people would be watching, like when there was a decent crowd there and it kept, it gets kind of like, it kind of like people hear about stuff from that place. So uh, it was my first match on like a bigger spotlight for singles. And, uh, and I was like thinking I had to do so much. And then, so Eddie's like, okay, whatever. So we talked about a bunch. somebody called a bunch of stuff. And then uh, literally right before we go out and the whole time I could tell he was like not in for doing it. Um, and then right before we go out there, his music's playing. He looks back and he goes, hey, man, I think we called too much. And I was like, okay, well, I'm listening to you. He goes, all right, we'll just do it all out there. Don't worry. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and we just grabbed everything. We talked about him and just did it all on the fly. And it was, uh, and it was awesome. I learned so much from him that day. Because I was already familiar, like, comfortable with working on the fly, but like, I, I like to do that a lot. Um, but but like, the fact that we scrapped everything and then did that that way. Like he was, was Eddie's just so good, and he he was. I learned so much from him. That's really cool. Uh, where cool. all of you uh, you traveled to wrestle? Like, uh, I mean, within the United States, I mean, probably. Like, I don't even know. Like up in the that's up down the East Coast. Like, I mean, up down the East Coast, all the way, you know, from uh, like Rhode Island down all the way through Florida and all the states, pretty much every state in between that. I've been as far west as uh, Michigan, 
unless yeah, I was in Michigan. And with, unless is is Chicago past that? Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I believe no. so. Yeah. No. no, Chicago's past Michigan? I don't know. I, I... <laughs> Illinois. Geography was never thing, no. never my strong. We know wrestling, not geography. <laughs> well, okay, well, I've, I've, been out, I've been out that way. Like, I haven't really gone too much on the West, but um, I wrestled in Australia, uh, Canada, Mexico, a bunch, like I said, a bunch of states in the U.S. I, I can't even tell you how many. Um, and, and then this uh, coming January, at the end of January, I... I'll be in Europe, so I'll be doing Germany and the UK. Oh, wow. Nice. Cool. Well, as far as, like, your international travel, for the listeners that may not know, what's what's some of the differences between working, like, say... um, Say Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to here in the U.S. Working, yeah, like the United States versus international places. Right, right. Um, I mean, I guess it's, but I guess it's different everywhere you go. Like, there's always little subtle differences as far as um, where you go. Like some areas, like you go to one company and they don't like when you wrestle this way, and you go to another one and they love it when you wrestle that way, um, or they hate what they like. And, you know, I mean? like there's a bunch of uh, weird stuff. It's really depending on your crowd and your area and stuff. So as far as that, the difference between international places and American is none really. Um, Every every crowd has their own style, and that's the same way internationally. Well, George, in our uh, chat room, wanted to ask you: um, Do you incorporate more of an old school in ring psychology to your matches, or mostly high spots like many of the young wrestlers are doing these days? I, I think that uh, question is kind of BS, um, and I say that because, um. Like, the idea that today's wrestling is more spotty than past wrestling is ridiculous. I've watched older matches, and they're super spotty. And I and I don't think some of my favorite matches, which is Bruno San Martino and uh, Superstar Billy Graham, if I watched them today, I'd probably be, like, I, fans would be bored. They would be bored. Because right. it's not the same anymore. And it's not saying that what they were saying wasn't good stuff and it wasn't then. But there was a different level of disbelief back then. The crowd wasn't as, quote, educated. Um, yeah, they, yeah. Everyone knows it wasn't, you know, it's fixed, but it wasn't as in your face. And the information about what was really happening wasn't really out there. So it wasn't that absurd um, to think that it was real. And people just got sucked into it. And they just, they, for whatever reason back then, they were more able to check their disbelief at the door. And they would be okay with it. So those matches, though, wouldn't work today. In the same way, I don't know if the matches today would work back then. Like, who knows? It's all different. Um, <laughs> but I don't think today's wrestlers are lesser wrestlers because they might call spots. But they, we've been calling spots forever. Yeah, so to no, say, no. oh, a high spot guy. Oh, he's a hot spot guy. Nah, man. Like, I think... They're good workers or good workers are good workers. Like they all know how to wrestle and tell a good wrestler can tell a good story. And that's all it is. It's all about being a storyteller. So whether you do that through calling spots or whether you mm-hmm. do it and you're able to like, just do it on the fly, like an Eddie Edwards, um, then it doesn't mean anything. The point is you're a good storyteller and you're good at what you do. So I, I just feel like that question seems kind of negative towards the new school, and I don't no. like that. So well, I think it's ridiculous. Uh, George is, um, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not mad at you guys. Don't, don't <laughs> think it that way. I'm just saying, like, in general. Um, but how do I do it? That, to answer the question is what do I favor? A mixture of, mixture in between, you know, like a few things. I think I think you small spots um, for the most part. I think that you should and I think it, it can make matches better if you do them in the right way, as long as you're telling the proper story. Um, but I personally like to go back and forth. Like, I have a large chunk that I don't like to call because I like to feel everything, and there's a part of it that I do. Um, so really, But I've had matches that I've called every little thing, and I've had matches where I haven't called anything. So um, I'm pretty used to doing whatever I have to do to do the best I can. That's cool. You know, I'd I'd love to see the young bucks. You know, maybe we can build a time machine and send them back to take on Bruno. How do you? How would that work out? They would love. You know what? I think. 
I think they would love it because you know what? They would be so entertained, and it wouldn't be that like. Okay, what do people hate about the Bucks? Uh, me. I'm I'm not their biggest fan. I appreciate their athletic ability because they can do a lot of things that I can't. I I don't. I, I just I'm not their biggest fan. Why? Why don't you like? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, there's something about it I just can't describe. Really, I mean, uh, that Matt. They're still incredible. Not your, uh, not do what? They're just not your thing. Yeah, yeah. That's they're just not my thing. Okay, that's cool. Does anyone else dislike the Bucks? I'm going to say why. What was that? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Does anyone else dislike the the Bucks and want to say why? I don't know. I, I'm a fan of them. You like them? Yeah, yeah. What do you like about them? I, they're just entertaining. I mean, I've only I've only really seen them on Ring of Honor, and you know the way okay. Ring of Honor's taped. You, they may be on there once every month, but. I mean, their matches are always entertaining. The crowd seems to really be behind them, and they're just they're fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. I, I, mean, you, I love I love the Bucks, and I love um, I love I love working with the Bucks. Um, I'm just saying, like, I was curious because I think again, check your disbelief at the door. They're following the right beats with the crowd. They know what they're doing. Um, yeah, and and they obviously. Yeah, you know, like, not everyone's going to like everyone. Like, no, there's, no, no, no. There's plenty of really good wrestlers that I won't name that I don't like. Like, I don't like their matches, but I, I understand they're very good, and the crowd seems to like them. Um, I'm that way with Del Rio, Alberto Del Rio. I just completely I indifferent to him. Great. I just don't like anything about him. And I mean, yeah, he's athletic. <laughs> he puts on, you know, good matches, I guess. But I, when I watch his match or a match of his comes on, that's when I... Focus on something else. Oh, I really like Del Rio. I really like Del Rio. If you but maybe to... it's for different reasons. Actually, it's because he's really good at making himself look like a man. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think part of that really, is the way the WWE really portrays him. Really good at himself look good, and I really, really like him. In Lucha, in Lucha Underground, Alberto Del Rio, or Alberto El Patron, yeah. was something totally different than what you get on Alberto Del Rio in the WWE. So part of that is... It is, and the, you know the one thing going back to the young bucks, I think they've done is they're starting to bring, uh, you know, they they I will say this, they are starting to make wrestling more exciting. You know, they're they're bringing more people back to wrestling. It's just they're they're just not my thing. I don't hate them or anything. It's just no, that's cool. No, no, you didn't say anything. Good. I just it annoys you, and they're like, oh, because they throw twenty super kicks, and oh, I hate them because. Uh, like I hate them because they say too sweet, and it's like, or I hate them because they say suck it. Like, it's like why? It's entertaining. No, no. They're just doing stuff that they think's entertaining, and people seem to agree. I mean, like, they just seem like because they are. They're just two real guys. Like they're two real guys. Uh, that's all I can say. They're they're great, and they're just they're so honest with everything. Well, and tell us, um, you've gotten to work a little bit with um, Patrick from uh, Tough Enough. How did how did you yeah. two guys work together? It was great. Um, we did a. It was like his first. I think it was his first match after he got cut from Tough Enough. Was mm-hmm. with me and Leo Rush. It was a three way, um, and for uh, Marvelous Puroso, uh, and it was just really good. Like he wanted to. He wanted to have. He said like a fast paced match. Like that's what he wanted. And we were, I was like, okay, let's do it. And we came up with stuff, and it was really cool. And he did great in it, and so did Leo Rush. Leo Rush is awesome. Um, so it, it was just, it was really cool. It was good. He was, like, he was really, had a really good attitude. Just looks great. Um, I'm sure he'll do really, really well. Well, hopefully, we'll get to see him and you in NXT as a tag team or something. I think that'd be really cool. <laughs> okay, that'd be that'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what all shows do you have coming up? Uh, shows coming up this weekend. Uh, wait, what is, is it airing live? Yeah, we are in it. We got our chat room going. There's two people in it. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, well, well tonight, um, uh, it is tonight. On Saturday, the 26th, the day after Christmas, I have uh, Lancaster Championship Wrestling, which I'll be taking on to Saad. Uh, then on Sunday, the 27th, I have Beyond Wrestling, which is – 
set music finale. It's the last show that Beyond will have in set music. Uh, they're going to be changing locations. Um, Wrestling Brian Fury, uh, which that, that's going to be really, really good. Brian's great. Um, then, let's see that. Then I have, uh, I'll go be back at Rockstar Pro in Dayton, Ohio on Wednesday, December 30th. Then I have New Year's weekend off as of right now. Uh, then I come back with some pretty cool stuff that I can't, I can't even mention. I'm not even wanting to talk about it. Um, well then pretty much I, everything else is pretty usual, casual. Um, one thing I can't mention cause it's unannounced and at the end of January, I go out to Europe for WXW and various UK promotions. So I'm really, really looking forward to everything coming up. Definitely sounds like you're keeping busy. It's pretty cool. It's nice, it's nice to be busy, but I also get a lot of time to relax. But like I said to you guys before we started recording, I was running all over the place today, and this is good where I get to relax. But I still actually have to go to the gym after this podcast. So, well, yeah. Well, where can folks find you on social media? On social media? You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at the same handle. It's at the product DS. Uh, Facebook, just search David Starr. Uh, Facebook.com slash the product David Starr. That's my like page. You can give that a little click um, Then, what else? What other things? Oh, Snapchat, the product DS, I guess, because that's kind of a social media thing now. Interesting. Mm. Um, You're talking to two I old men here. We don't know anything about Snapchat. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, dude. Snapchat's worth that. There's like a lot of social media things. People try to get followers on that now. Um, then my website, theproductds.com, uh, that has an attachment to my Pro Wrestling Tees store as well as other merchandise. ProWrestlingTees.com slash the pro, uh, actually it's just slash David Star. ProWrestlingTees.com slash David Star. Uh, for Pro Wrestling Tees stuff. Um, uh, what else do I got? That's pretty much it, guys, uh, as far as plugs for me. Um, also, I should also plug to CZWStudios.com where you can get all like everything CZW forever, ever, ever um, for like nine bucks or something. Uh, there's Beyond Wrestling's subscription thing, which is youtube.com slash beyond demand, all one word, like just flowed together, beyond demand. Um, and that's through YouTube. It's the easiest subscription service to get through. Uh, also like nine bucks. It's nothing. And Rockstar Pro is going to be coming out through our Rockstar Pro Network. I think it launches on Christmas Day. So check out Rockstar Pro. Uh, for details when that comes out. Those are pretty much my only plugs. And follow my girlfriend on Twitter at Callie <laughs> underscore feline. <Okay>. Instagram <laughs> such a fitty kitty with a bunch of underscores. Shout out to Scarlet and Graves, my clothing sponsor. Boom. There you go. I think that's it. Hell yeah. I have a lot of well, well, David, man, I don't want to keep you from working out. And you, this has been a fantastic interview. Um, you know, maybe get in touch with us. I'd love to have you on after your. Um, your European tour. Yeah, we'd love you know talk about Great. it. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that interview with David Starr. I thought it was an amazing interview, and you know it was good. It it, it was just a lot of fun. He knows his stuff. He know, yeah yeah, and he's very passionate about wrestling as a fan. I mean, you have to be. To go back and as he, as if to be five years old at WrestleMania twelve, and then to go back and watch AWA stuff after that, oh, you yeah. have to be a big fan. Yeah, which is incredible. Well, let's do a quick Memphis wrestling moment. What do you say? All right, since you have the book in hand. Monday night, December twenty seventh, eight o'clock p.m. at the Mid South Coliseum in Memphis, Tennessee. The main event. Retur- well, actually, we'll go from the bottom up. Yeah, let's do that. Nick Adams versus. Pocket. <laughs> Pockets of cash? That's what it looks like. Hmm. Uh, Ricky Gibson and Madcap Brown versus Jim Dillon and Don Bass. Gentleman Ben versus Private Diamond. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. David Schultz and Dutch Mantel. Okay. Uncle Zeb versus Bill D. Bill Dundee and Tommy Gilbert. But that was a hell of a match. That was a Texas death match too. Oh yeah! So they beat the hell, probably beat the hell out of him. 
Then the main event, a return grudge tag match. No time limit, no disqualification, no stopping the match. Jerry Lawler and the Mongolian Stomper versus Rocky Johnson versus ja- and, and Jackie Fargo. Nice. I bet you that's probably one of the most violent matches you could <laughs> ever see. With the Mongolian Stomper and Jackie Fargo in the match, I know they were beating the hell out of each other. And then Lawler and Rocky Johnson, I mean, that's just, oof. Right. The violence. Let's see. Rocky Johnson and Jackie Fargo defeated Jerry Lawler and the Stomper in the main event last night before 8,889 people at the Mid-South Coliseum. And other matches, Pork Chop Cash. Not Pockets of Cash. <laughs> pork Chop yeah, Cash. Yeah, because this makes more sense. <laughs> Pete Nick Adams, Ricky Gibson, and Bearcat Brown defeated Don Bass and Jim Dillon. The David Schultz and Dutch Mantell beat Bill Dundee and Tommy Gilbert, and Buddy Diamond was defeated by Gentleman Ben, a wrestling bear. All right. You know, we you, you know when we talked to Tracy Smothers, we didn't we never asked him what it was like wrestling a fucking bear. <laughs> I think I, you don't really have to ask people that. You pretty much have an idea. <laughs> I, I we should have asked. That was just dumb. Uh, George in the chat room says, it's awesome. Shows that the kid is passionate about this and has a respect for it. Great to see. Completely agree Hell yeah. with David Starr. And I hope we can get him back on after he comes to back to Europe because I'm sure he can tell us some great stories. I love that story about his entrance music. Oh, yeah. That he, it's like a song he really <laughs> likes. Like, you know, I wonder if Kevin Owens goes around because Kevin Owens' entrance music is badass. That yeah. I bet you he rocks that in his car up and down the road. I wonder how many wrestlers do that. Uh, like listen to their own music. Like if you know, like they get out of the shower and they have it blasting as they you know. There's walk a, in. there's a couple of wrestlers I'm gonna say that don't do that. Like um, uh, like is Undertaker late for everything he does because he's always listening to his music? Well, Undertaker these days can't get around that much anyway. <laughs> um, but like uh, let's see, who was um, who had some bad entrance music? I never really liked Alex Riley's. Yeah, I can't even remember it. So I, I remember one time, like, we were texting each other, and um, it was like, you sent me a t- I was typing out, I hate Alex Riley's entrance music. He's like, man, Alex Riley's entrance music is awesome. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, Mike, that's all I got for this week. Okay. What You got any, any anything you need to rant on? Anything? They should stop doing the slammies. Well, I think we made our point on that. Well, not, don't stop doing them. Stop doing all the ridiculous ones. They're just doing them to fill time. You know, do what? Do tag of the mat, tag team of the year, superstar and diva, diva match of the year, match of the year, tag team match of the year. I'll say tag team match of the year. Give okay, it some, give its own category. Um, I still like most embarrassing moment because that's a good way to get a heel some heat. Right. Um. Moment. You know, like, in, like, oh my God, you know, moment. I can see that just for. Yeah. You know. Just because. Uh, Pay per view of the year. Well, I mean, I guess Maybe, WrestleMania yeah. would win any time. Right. Which, I don't know. <laughs> and George says, anytime someone says Alex Riley, I think of Alex Wright. <laughs> I think of Berlin. <laughs> Berlin was. I mean, Berlin, man, had the unfortunate idea. Here's what happened with Berlin. You want to know something funny about Berlin? They told Hacksaw Jim Duggan, go out there and make Berlin look good. So Ber- <laughs> Hacksaw goes out and legit wrestles him and starts schooling the guy, and he never got over. <laughs> it's just so funny how, how fucked up WC what W was in those last days. For quite a while. So. Their, their last days were a long time. But what did we say? So we said Diva of the Year, Superstar of the Year, Match of the Year, Tag Team Match of the Year, Tag Team of the Year, um, Moment of the Year. How about instead of like ONG, LOL, yeah. Moment of the Year. Like that, I think that would, that could replace both of those. Right. Um, don't do it while, don't do it during Raw. Make it its own show. I mean, you got this week. Put it of, on the network. You've got this week of wrestling here. Just make it part of that. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. How about letting the media vote for the award instead of the fans? I can agree to that. I and and be legit about it and show the results on the 
TitanTron like you do right. any other time there's a vote. That's another thing that's why it's so fishy that it's not rigged to me or that it's rigged. And allow NXT to be involved. I, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. But the reason they don't want to do that is because NXT would win basically every award. Yeah. I can agree to that. Give it, give NXT their own awards. Don't call them the Slammies or anything. Just, you know, you don't have to make it as big a spectacle. That's yeah. something maybe you could do during NXT. Just make it a whole special episode, not right. have any matches on it or anything like that. Well, that's all I've got for this week, guys. Let's do our Superstar of the Week. Mike, I ask you, who is your Superstar of the Week? Hell, I don't know. Uh, I'll go with my easy pick. Seth Rollins, he came back. It was nice to see him. That's a good pick. I'm going Kevin Owens because he got fucking snubbed in every <laughs> award he was in. Hey, New Day did too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still going with Owens. Well, all right, folks. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing. That's the easiest way to get access to this podcast. Just subscribe to it on iTunes. And while you're there, just give us a little five-star rating. Just, you know, give us a little comment about what we can do better. And head over to oversellpodcast.com. George says his superstar of the week is Nikki Bella's outfit. <laughs> hey, George, I'll instantly make you think of it. Forget that. Sasha Banks and Sailor Moon outfit. There. You're you're welcome. That's what Damien Sandow <laughs> would, would say. Head over to oversellpodcast.com and check out that Amazon link and shop, shop, shop. We get a small commission on any site sale. There's no extra fees or hidden fees. Just go shop. And also, to all our faithful listeners... Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We are very thankful for you guys. And give WWE a present and give them a clue. That's all I ask. Yes. So, Many clues. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. This is the Oversell Podcast.